0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome.
1: Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, like BJ Shea, he's here. I am present. Yeah, and running the boards is Joey D's. Where? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. So we will be doing some comic book talk. Definitely BJ's uh, comic book recommendations and his reviews. We'll also be talking about comic book TV shows with the Umbrella Academy and Miss Marvel. And uh, we'll get to the Geek Sheet with Vicki B. Vicki, how can people get a hold of us?
2: Get a hold of us via our website, BJGeekNation.com. Da 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 da. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More, more,
1: more. Or just search B (laughs) G
2: Chase Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Yes. Ah,
1: So many ways to get a hold of us. And, I mean, hit us up on that social media and uh, send us a message. Give us some recommendations on the things that you like, things that you've been geeking out about. Because... We do cover a lot of stuff, but we can't cover everything. And so if there's something that we uh, might have missed, send us an email, bjgeeknation at gmail.com. Or if you've got uh, maybe a review about something that we've talked about and you want to get your opinion out there, we'd love to hear it. Just don't be a jerk about it because, I mean, it's the internet and it is mostly anonymous. But at the same point, you know, we have feelings.
0: Oh, do you? Eh. All right
1: then, Eh, maybe a little bit.
2: Usually feelings of (laughs) anger.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, usually rage, especially when I'm playing video games, so don't worry about that. Um, Let's get into it since it is comic book day and get some comic book talk with Mr. B.J. Shea. Hey! So, I know that you've been reading, uh, usually it's Spider-Man and Fantastic Four.
0: Yes, uh, (laughs) but I needed something to replace uh, my Oblivion song, which is from Robert Kirkman. Yeah! Walking Dead, Invincible, that guy. Uh, and so I have not read it yet I totally, not, I, I did not do my homework Oh no! I downloaded it and forgot that I had it So <laughs> I can tell you I'm about to read Firepower Which is a, oh. a Chris Samney, uh, Robert Kirkman production And it looks like a guy who has the power of fire I, I will say that fire. And that's all I know But uh, it's, 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 I, it's relatively new I think it might be his newest Firepower? Uh, yeah, and um, it's had a couple of volumes already So I'm way behind but if any of the Geek Nationals want to tell me, hey, what do you think? You know, what do you think of Firepower? That's my thing. That's my it's thing. it's so my interesting. New I just love the fact that it's like you've got certain writers that if they've got something out there
1: that you've seen, you're like, I'm in for it. And with yes. Kirkman, it's one of those.
0: Yeah, I want, you know, definitely. I didn't know he had something new, and I said, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm nice. going to do it. It's
1: right on. Yeah. Look yeah, so that. there's
0: that. Uh, well, right mm-hmm. now, Firepower has 18 issues out. Woo, okay. So, so you've got a little bit there, got but a yeah, a little bit of reading there. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll get it down. I like how they, they release in volume. So that's yeah, the, one yeah, benefit. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one benefit of being behind. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man, well, uh, we just wrapped up the story arc, the first story arc of the new volume. Oh, <laughs> I don't understand why they do this, but we went back to Spider-Man number one. Again, Well, you can't do that because aren't they just going to be like, well, this is
1: Spider-Man 1500, but it's going to be like Spider-Man like 12 or oh, something like that? Oh, you mean like that?
0: next issue, which is actually Spider-Man number six or Spider-Man number 900. See? See, you can't do that. You, six, 900? That doesn't make uh, hey, yeah, I know. Kind of I, I know. It, it, that's the problem. <laughs> you know, I, mean, it's I don't
1: understand the numbering. You and I are old. <laughs> I That's know. That's the problem. I, I wish. And, and maybe numbering doesn't even matter at this point in time. I guess in the digital age, you don't necessarily have to. I mean, even if you get the volumes, you can look up and see exactly what it is online and so maybe that's how it gets a little
0: confusing though because if i put in like you know because i order my books from amazon and so you can pre-order like multiple issues yeah i don't want to subscribe i feel like i don't want you on the hook for me to subscribe but i will pre-order a (laughs) bunch of issues and so i'll go i'll put in like spider-man number seven and if number seven is not ready for pre-order it'll show me spider-man number seven maybe from like a hundred years ago oh no or a hundred or how many spider-man number sevens have there been that are different. That's fun. Yeah, yeah you can find so, out how many there have been. Yeah, and I, oh, I do, and I almost <laughs> order them going, wait a minute, that does not look, oh. Well, well
1: if you can't if you can't decipher all that, maybe just go to your local comic book store. Uh, you know, yeah. shout out to uh, Ethan down at Destiny City Comics. Usually they keep it all in the up and up. If it's super confusing, you can't figure it out, talk to uh, your local comic dealer. This
0: is where the old guy goes, I don't understand what's so tough. Uh-huh. 900 comes after 899. Why do you have to turn 899 into number 5? <laughs> Cuz there already was a Spider-Man number 5 multiple times actually. I mean, and I'm talking like the Amazing Spider-Man. That's Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not talking about like a different book. Like there's been so many different volumes of the Amazing Spider-Man with multiple number 5 issues of each. Like which one which number 5 are we talking here? Is it the Dan <laughs> Slott number 5? Is it the Zeb Wells number 5? Which one are we talking? <laughs> so is it Nick Spencer's number five?
1: I guess, yeah, you just have to go with, like, the uh, the writer at that yeah, point in time, and then, right. yeah,
0: maybe you'll be able to figure it out. This was, uh, this. I will say the wrap-up was good, uh, as you, you know, as, as Spider-Man, you know, it's funny. He's kind of, like, halfway between uh, a street hero, you know, and, and, and a flying hero, you know, because he really doesn't fly, <laughs> but he also yeah, yeah. isn't limited to the streets. Uh, and so he was involved in a big gang war and was manipulated, and it looked like Tombstone was really... And it looked like tombstone right, was... talking about Tombstone. Yeah, and it looked like Tombstone was going to be a jerk. Turns out he wasn't going to be a jerk. It was a big flipperoo. Ooh! Uh, and uh, which made sense because Tombstone did some things that I thought were this is odd. If you really like wanting to teach a lesson to Spider-Man, you'd kill him, wouldn't you? Uh, and well, teach a what's lesson, the fun in that? Especially if you everybody. can't
2: monologue.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So it turns out I was wrong. He wanted a monologue, and turns out he didn't want to kill jo- jo- Joe Robertson's kid Robbie because Aww. he was, you know, uh, and and Randy, I should say, because he was marrying right, his yeah. daughter, Who was also the like the the Blue Beetles or the or the or the, no, the Blue Paul beetle, McCartney something. Beetle yeah, or yeah, Blue Beetle something else. Uh, She's some beetle. <laughs> I know she's a beetle beetle somebody. Uh, okay. And yeah. A, yeah. She's uh, she's a criminal with wings. All right. Uh, you know,
1: so, uh, and an insect name because I mean yeah. Spider-Man. Oh,
0: of course. Uh, so it all ended up for the good. Peter did some outsmarting. And uh, but he and he and MJ are no more. And I don't know, this it looks like MJ has a kid. I, I'm a little confused. Someone's gonna have to help me with this because it's a little red-headed kid that MJ's hanging out with. And I don't know who it is. And it could, like, did I miss an issue? Am I crazy? So if any geek nationals know what the heck's going on. But they're not an item anymore. They split up. Again, poor huh. Peter. Uh, yeah, so Black Hats trying to worm her way in there. Like, hey, Pete, what do you say? Maybe, uh, you know, you and MJ are on the thing. Maybe you and I can go do what we got to do. Wow. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> but issue number 900 is the next issue coming out. Jeez. So I imagine it's going to be a big one. It looks like they have the Sinister Six and Extras that are going to be on the cover that I saw they promoted for, you know, for the next issue. So that's a big one, buddy. And now a big thing I I just
1: uh, found out and read about, that Dan Slott will be ending his run on Fantastic Four this August.
0: Oh, I wondered.
1: Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, so it looks like Fantastic Four number 46 will mark the final stop of a four year odyssey for Dan Slot. Got this from uh Marvel.com itself.
0: Oh, and so yeah, wow. makes sense because it's a pretty epic ending. We're going to get to with Fantastic Four with the big war between them and uh, the people that stole technology from the watchers and wanted to ruin the uh, the whole world and. Uh, it's a pretty epic it's a pretty epic storyline so yeah 46 makes sense i think that is the next issue to come out which should wrap everything up
1: yeah do we mm-hmm. know what
0: dan's going to do do they say what's he going to do cuz i might read his um, i like to read books from people so i'll go for wherever he goes
1: it's not saying anything else it just looks like yeah just the the fact that it'll be finishing up at the end of the month with number 46 um and just yeah just he's got like he was just happy to have fantastic four off of his bucket list um but he's not saying anything necessarily yet so once we get some more news about that we'll find out because like we i just stated with uh, kirkman i know that you do love following dan slot i do stuff
0: yeah i do and uh well wonderful (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, because i mean uh, at least i'm hoping that uh dan slots uh, when he leaves that you know that the ff will stay around i get a little afraid well i mean the last time they went off to go build
1: galaxies and stuff yes, and universes yeah. or whatever the hell they do i didn't so. like it
0: didn't like that they weren't around for t- i felt like it was three or four years they weren't around yeah uh, so we'll see hopefully the ff will continue uh and i'll read it i always read the ff but now i gotta keep an eye on dan slot and see what he's doing mm-hmm. uh Saga, of course, you know, the Brian K. Vaughn. Have you been reading much of that, uh, Rev, since it I came back? I
1: finished volume one. I still have volume two I haven't gotten to, so I haven't gotten to the new ones yet.
0: Yeah, Hazel's uh, kind of preteen almost. No, almost. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, yeah. like,
1: volume one was her being an infant. Yeah. So at this point in time, like, not even a, like, like, the second volume starts off with her in to- at toddler age. Mm-hmm. And
0: she's telling the story. Yeah. What we don't know, how old is this narrator? You know, we've had a narrator since, like you said, since book one. Is she's basically narrating her life, mm-hmm. and this latest issue, which, by the way, Brian K. Vaughn calls uh, issue sixty, is a season finale. Oh Meaning, I think he's probably going to take another break, but Saga is... St- he said, even though this may be a season finale of Saga, but the most emotional series in comics is only getting started. Okay. And it is... I mean, it really is an amazing story as, her st- as Hazel's family is changing. And it is... It is definitely an ever-changing book. When you realize where it was, it reminds me of The Walking Dead. When you realize where it was when it started as oh, to where it is yeah, now, yeah. that's kind of what uh, Saga is making me feel like. Uh, I don't know if they ever can do a show about this. Maybe they can because it would be amazing to see on a screen.
1: I feel like, yeah, the production value, it means it would have to be animated. Yeah. And, I mean, they've done it with like Invincible it. and like you can do a lot it. more and don't have to really worry about like a VX. Uh, budget on that at but that it is point. an
0: amazing story or they could probably adjust some things a little bit like you know maybe they can make them a little bit more humanoid and less crazy looking I don't uh, know I kind of yeah. like their weird like
1: animalistic looks it is true I
0: mean it's it's gonna be a I lot just love yeah. how absolutely out yeah, there it's badass crazy that too, was yeah. one
1: thing I would love to ask Brian K. Vaughan is be like you know did you make it
0: so it would be as hard as possible to turn into a TV show good question <laughs> Um and or would they use puppets would they go to Jim Henson and go oh Let's just try dude to Dude, if they did a Muppet, I would. Yeah. Oh, I would be hundred percent. I'd back that Kickstarter. And they could. They very much could because you saw what they did with a show like Farscape. Because yeah, a, there's a lot yeah, of there's yeah. a lot of Muppet-like characters that can oh, be done. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if Joey Dee's knows this, but in the uh, Gorn episode of Strange New Worlds. That was not all CGI. Those all those little Gorn guys running around were were puppets. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they were they were practical. They used some CGI to sort of make them look a look clean little them str- up a little bit. But yeah, for the, but they were real puppets on them being used by puppeteers. I will
1: always advocate to have puppets on any show. I think they're fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I think more and more they want to go back to practical because they it, it just I think they feel like hey, it really looks realer. If you if it really feels like that thing is on someone's body, the actors get a better response. So we'll see. But mm-hmm. Saga uh, is still a great story. If you haven't read it, Brian K. Vaughn, the guy that did Why the Last Man, please don't judge him by the TV show. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
2: I, yeah. I was coming under the realization that like FX has not been really doing anything great recently with any Marvel-type products. Oh,
1: yeah, any sort of comic book-type products. They were kind of like not— doing fantastic. Legion was probably
2: the only one that was alright. And even then it got kind of weird.
1: Well, yeah, and that was like, yeah, intentionally just like way out there, but I hated Cloak and Dagger. Like I, oh. I, I didn't finish. Yeah, I mean, it, I it, got out. Of it, it was it. I one was of like, those. I like, I want
2: thing. a redemption arc, for that and Runaways.
1: Yeah, and Hellstrom
0: Well,
2: Hellstrom was. Hellstrom. was we don't need it.
0: <laughs> and Black and Black Bolt got a redemption arc for uh, arc for about twenty seconds. yeah, and almost like he parodied what the whole show was. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, the Inhumans, and yeah. I, I, I almost feel like did Ryan Reynolds write that particular scene just because they consulted him <laughs> for how to, you know
1: that that whole that whole yeah. scene that whole scene in
0: uh oh, yeah. In, in yeah mar in madness. There's a, if you, I, I, um, yeah, yeah I, I, you Made know what? Mad. I wanted to tell you about this and, and I brought madness it up. Madness of mad. Yeah, it, if you go, it, it's just so great to, to see when people do alternate, uh, like how alternate endings could have happened for movies and shows and stuff. A lot of stuff on the internet about that. <laughs> uh, so that, so that's that comic and uh, those that's what's pretty much going on nice. is, the, is the Spider-Man is the Spider-Man and doing what he's doing <laughs> you know. and Saga is, uh, Hazel is all grown up uh, to the point where I rib, I'll just tell you that somebody has professed their love for Hazel. Aw, adorable! You know, it's it's a teenage thing, but you're like that's when I realized this kid's grown up a little bit. And
1: you've watched her grow up ever since the it's beginning.
0: It's true, I, it's so the true, the very beginning. It's brilliant, though. I really, really love Saga a lot by Brian K. Vaughn. Uh,
1: one of Vicky's favorite comic books, and uh, I'll eventually get you back. Volume three, hmm. uh, The Umbrella Academy. Yeah, uh, did finish up season three on Netflix. And we haven't had a chance to you know break down. We've talked about you know our first impressions about it and stuff like that, but we haven't been able to break down like what went down for the for the the ending of it. And like this whole like these last couple of episodes have been talking about season finales and that whelming attitude, at least for me. and this was another one where it ended and I was like, Huh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But this one was more along the lines of like I I'm... need more. Exactly. I wanted it immediately and I don't even know if they've been renewed for not a yet. season 4 and there's not a volume 4 of the sh- of the uh, comic book, right? No. So they'll be going off into their own whatever at this point in time
2: and I feel like Gerard Way who wrote the comics, you know, lead singer of My Chemical Romance has been very involved with the show. At least that's what it looks like. So I like to think that it would be with his direction. I did
0: read an article, actually. Steve Blackman has said that he has got plans for a season four, whether or, I or not hope, he's... I so, hope, he, man. so he, So he said, I have plans. I ended that that way, fully expecting to go into a season four because I got stuff. So, okay, okay, So it good. wasn't a random ending. He, So hopefully he gets a season four, but Steve Blackman said, oh yeah, oh no, this is part of my plan. Hopefully it comes to fruition.
1: It really kind of, it was like one of those things where it was like, okay, cool, you're not making like it's the whole the whole premise of the show is just the fact that we've got to stop this cataclysmic event from happening. Each time it kind of gets bigger and bigger as the seasons go on, but they just move it to another cataclysm. Yes. and this one is like that again, and it's just it's uh, Joe. It's just them. They're, they're, yeah. they're It's them always. Yeah, and the it's, 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 it's the time travel thing, <laughs> yeah. and it's just it's it's weird. It, a lot of these things are wearing on me because there's certain shows that I've been screwed on. Like, I just remember American Gods and how much I love that show, but it ended on a major downer and then got and canceled. Cliffh- cliffhanger. Yeah. And
2: unfortunately, that show, uh, American Gods, was so great in the first season. And for all the crap it went through, it continuously was still good. Yeah. From showrunners changing every season to actors bad just
1: bailing. Yeah. Either
2: bailing because the showrunner bailed or because they did bad things and they deserve to yeah, not be exactly. in the show kind yeah. of a thing. It's like I wish they could do have a do-over with like the OG people.
1: Yeah. And my big worry about going back to this with Umbrella Academy is that it's a Netflix property and Netflix other than like Stranger Things, which was just like just uh, its own entity, usually after, like, two or three seasons, they dump them. They did it with Santa Clarita Diet, which could have definitely done another season. They've done it with some other shows as well. Lost in Space
0: only had three seasons. Right?
1: It's like a bunch of these where you're just like, don't don't screw me, please. To be
2: fair. To be fair. uh, Lost in Space, they kind of had to because the kids were, you know coming up onto retirement age. Like, seriously, they were itty-bitty, and then they were just huge. I don't mind. I want to see
0: these kids. What, what, what happens when Will's driving the Jupiter 2? What's he doing? Right? Yeah, when Dawn's in a wheelchair. I want to know.
1: <laughs> so, like, yeah, so going through the whole thing, like, the Umbrella Academy through every season has been a mess, and it always has been, and it showed how much these characters are a mess, yeah. how much they're screwing everything mm-hmm. up. I didn't realize or I really expect it to get so obliterary, obliteratory. Obliterated. I don't know. There's that. Yeah, yeah, like it was just the just how much they screwed up this alt timeline that they ended up getting into, and then bumping into a whole new one.
0: Like there are a lot of unexplained things. But you know who's responsible? You guys remember who? This is the theme of Umbrella Academy. Who's responsible for every cataclysm?
1: uh, Victor or Vanya? uh, Vanya. Vanya. Yeah, Victor
0: Vanya. You forget that Victor let pockets live. Yeah, and he's the reason. And and that, and that's what I loved. I'm like, man, please yeah. make it be Victor. Please make yeah. it be. And it, and then they finally did connect it. Lester Pockets, whatever the hell the other guy's name was. Yeah, is, uh, you know he. He basically, because of what his crazy power, killed the parents. So those kids weren't born, which we created the Kubla Blitz or the Kubla Fly, whatever. Kubla yeah, like. Blitz. Wester yep, yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Pocket, yeah. Yeah,
0: so that was Victor again. And I'm like, I love this show because it wasn't as obvious this time that it was Victor Vanya. I was and, trying to figure yeah. out
1: who the old dude was as we were going along. So it made a little bit more sense when that all went down. Yeah. And yes, and it always is. And, and
0: So it really was Victor. And I'm like, all right, yes, Umbrella Academy, it did it again. It and made it's Victor the like, bad guy. And
1: it's just like the the the, the machinations of uh, of Greaves, and just like getting everything out there, and like it's all been it's all been leading to the next season at this point in time, because his whole reasoning was shown in the last episode, and just kind of alluded yeah. to, like, yeah. and that was the thing that was super frustrating. Like, it's just like okay, so now we're gonna get a revelation. Well, I, don't, I don't like that.
2: Yes and no. Like, one of the things, like, with the whole wife thing, we've seen pieces of this wife before in previous episodes. Yeah, we have. In, like, the first season, there was, like, a little mini, like, hey, him coming, creating a umbrella company or whatever to the, uh, what it looked like, a, the States. Don't forget,
0: she was on the moon.
2: And then we found her in this last season. We also, there's a moment where... Um, we saw what's his face, Luther, not being able to go past the perimeter, yeah, yeah. and that's where she was being held. He, he was actually sent there to protect her, yeah. And
1: so, yeah, I mean, I see those things now, like, and I see that part. I forgot about the the, the previous, and I understand, like, like Grace was made in like right. uh, like an homage or whatever for for her. But it's like it didn't like like all of these things are happening, and it didn't it, it didn't pay it off here's, for here's, me.
0: Now we know why. He took his life in the first season. I'm telling you, this was Hargreeze's long game. Yeah. Because he knows about number five, knows about time travel, knows that he knows that number five was gone. Yeah. And he took his own life at a very interesting time when number five is coming back, all to lead them to Hotel Oblivion. And the one thing that has really
1: made it worthwhile for me is the actors, the characters, Mm -hmm. like all of that, like the story the uh, story aside like i've been really really happy with all of their interactions and i know some people are like mad about different things like how the some of the characters acted but i felt like it's worked the way it has because they are broken entities. And so having them deal with all this stuff, I really liked all of that. And so I'm able to kind of forgive that because I want to see how they're going to deal with whatever the hell is being thrown at them.
0: Yeah, I wonder how long the series will go. I wonder if we will get a season four. I, mean, I
1: hope. Because, I don't know, for me personally, I'm only three episodes into the new season, but I'm kind oh, of like... sorry. <laughs> no, I don't mind it being spoiled. It's really not a show for me. I watch it, you know, it's not bad or anything, but there's really not a plot. Which I find hilarious. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, the plot is whatever doomsday they're, they're dealing with, but it's never about that. Yeah. Like, like, it's a thing that's happening. And then they're like, oh, yeah, we got to still deal with that while we're dealing with our family stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It I don't know exactly how to even describe it. It's kind of like if, you're, if it was like a friend's show, except they have superpowers, where it's kind of like Fair. they're just monotonically yeah. going through their day. And then they have to do something. And you know what's going to get done because the show's not just going to end, right? Right. And you're kind of like, what was the point of the season? Well, the point of the season was for them to do this in their family or do this in their family. And it's like, okay. That being said, some (laughs) of the segments are fantastic. The very first fight scene, Footloose fight. Oh, yeah. Like, I seriously, I texted Vicky immediately because she had watched a bunch of it before I got to it. And it's like, of course it starts off with a Footloose dance-off. Yeah, that was great. It it was great how they did it, too. But I was just like are they really doing this? And then they tie it back into it just being like the 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 hallucination Which from the really, spittle venom.
0: But I was like, wow. How about though that was in Diego's that fantasy? That was Diego's one, yeah. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> that's really awesome that Diego <laughs> mm-hmm. has this as a fantasy. Yeah. He'd rather have a dance-off than a fight. The guy who's Mr. Tough Guy. Like
2: I, who's always wanting to fight. Yeah.
1: And one of the things that has kind of been my sort of kind of burnout moment like Joe has with time travel is the generational trauma sort of thing where it's like, Everybody's bad guy is their parents, and so I'm kind of tired with that because it is just
0: permeating through everything right now. Well, it's interesting you say that because in the, the I thought they did a nice reverse on that because the kids were the bad guys with the um, with the Sparrow Academy. There was
2: like a sense of elder abuse.
0: Yeah, because they he treated them well.
2: They well, all, he, at least when he was medicated. Yeah. Well, the thing was, well, is he was—I think—beforehand,
0: because I think. Because but, I th-
1: but Pogo he, medicated him because he was going to be a monster. That—that that, yeah, that's a. And good And that point. was the thing is like they <laughs> yes. had
0: to elder abuse him or else he was going to abuse well, them. It's I, like it's, mm. it is interesting because they also turned out to be pretty bad people. Yeah, For the, I mean, yeah, you know, they were well, not good. I mean, they—that's the one thing you notice with the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, they're a mess, but they're a mess within themselves, but they're good-hearted. You know, outside of Gravity Girl, uh, you know, you could argue that they were all <laughs> pieces of— yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could argue that they were all really pieces of crap, though yeah. Though Crow Gal, uh I think, was somebody who was just beat down, but actually did Faye. have a bit of a yeah. heart Faye, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you could see. You could see that actually Ben was a good dude, always trying to help out Klaus best he could— but Ben, in, in this situation, became an a-hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, unchecked, just,
1: like, just turned into just a little... And they target. had
0: a better life. You saw how together everything was, so you know that Hargreaves treated them better, at least in his own brain, realized the way I raised these other idiots didn't work, so I need to do it differently. And I feel like he was a better father to them than well, he was to the Umbrellas.
2: Doesn't it, mean he wasn't a monster.
0: Yeah, and well, that was the thing that was really shown when
1: Pogo left, um, because it was it was See? breaking down with the kung fu scene where it was like he was going to go into that relentless mode. Not the same abuse that was in the Umbrella Academy, kind of like what we were talking about on the last geek sheet, where it was just like, yeah, he's he's a afraid of the powers of the Umbrella Academy well, and with y- the yeah. Sparrow Academy he was able to harness them and he was really pushing well, had, them harder he had
0: nobody that could destroy the world
1: that yeah, was the thing that, he had, yeah, absolutely it,
0: yeah and, which we talked about I think was the reason why he was so fearful yeah. in general mm-hmm. Yeah. but is he a bad guy or is he an alien and again I watch Resident Alien so, <laughs> good point you know they don't have the emotions we have you know and they say with some people who, I don't know if it's sociopathic behavior where well, yeah. they don't have the ability to feel what we feel mm-hmm. they don't believe things are wrong they just go I'm doing A, B, and C yeah. and you're like no no C's very bad really it feels just like A and B and it's like no C is very very bad mm-hmm. they just don't and and so does that make hargraves a bad guy because he was just doing what he was doing to get what he wanted done i don't think he actually had any malice towards those guys i think he was just indifferent and we need to really see what happens
1: like we need another season because we need to see what leads it to it. we know why he was doing it yeah but what led it to that and what his plan is now because apparently he owns the world well two
0: things happened his wife is back, and he owns the world. Yeah. What did he want, and why was the wife important? Is mm-hmm. she an alien, or is she a human he fell in love with? Exactly. These are like a but they they left so many
1: questions that if they don't make another series because Netflix is a monster in their own right and they won't and they they take it away I, from I, me. I, I, I need yeah. to get at least like a TLDR or I something have, like I that. I have
2: a feeling that even like a like they kind of did with Sense Eight. At the very least, we'll get some sort of wrap up. Yeah. Uh, even if it's like a mini movie kind of a thing, but I feel with all the attention this season got. I feel like I'm very hopeful that there, That's I why feel I'm like there's going to...
0: That's why I'm binging it again. I feel like, you know, as a person, how do yeah. I get my vote cast? Yeah. Let me watch those other seasons I liked, again. Fair I like to think enough, that the yeah. reason why
2: we're getting another Harley Quinn season, which, by the way, the trailer's out. If you Ooh, haven't seen it yet, it's oh, on our page. All right. I'm excited <laughs> for that. Uh... You know, it was because I kept watching Harley Quinn over and over and over again, and then eventually they did say that they were we were getting another season. Thank so you, I like to think that was me. Yeah, I, 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 believe, I believe
0: it was you. Vicky because yep. yep. Vicky has watched Harley Quinn. So, so if sometimes. if you
1: want to see another uh, season of Umbrella Academy, binge it again and again and again.
0: And what do we? Th- so I mean, I don't know. Some I, I asked I asked Joey Dees this question. Oh, I did. I said, Joey, is there a show that's currently out that you like? Oh, because. Every time I talk to him, I go, "Hey, I'm why, why we?" And he's like, "Nah." Eh, eh, eh. So, it's like and, the life commercials. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and he doesn't so, like anything. Because so uh, on a scale of one to ten, what do we think of this season of Umbrella Academy?
1: Uh, oh, I, oh, okay. I would give it an eight. All
0: right, all right, and, I, even where you are in it, Joe. I know you haven't finished it, but you know where you where where you are in it. You give it an eight. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I would give it an eight. Yeah. I think five uh, middle of the ground. Uh, Vicky, around, from yeah. where you are, what do you give it?
2: I think about an eight too. Mostly because I, you, you, I love. I really love the first season, and I like the second season as well. But because I've seen the first season probably a hundred times, I've seen the second <laughs> season a little bit less. There's always a little bit more love for that first season. But I think once I start watching this over and over again, I'm going to love it even more.
0: I,
1: and I, I, as many as as many problems as it had, like writing wise, I felt it was still really good. I don't and, like. I had yet. no issue watching yes, it. Fine. I was happy to watch it every single time, no matter what happened. A lot of the times, it's just like, okay, well, we already know. Like this is absolutely ridiculous. We've seen that in the first two seasons. I'm okay with wherever they go, however they do it. I just want to see. I want to see the, how these characters interact.
0: And I don't know where Joey is. He probably doesn't care. And Vicky, you finished it right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I think the wonderful beautiful thing and I don't remember from the comic books I was telling Vicky ago I, I can't remember if this is true but how about Robert Sheehan turns out to be basically the same character he was with his power as <laughs> he was so in Misfits, on
2: Misfits. So I just oh my bit, gosh He's a little bit more loving and less yeah. of a jerk.
0: But I mean that he is ends so up, funny I forgot yeah, about he that. He ends up having the same damn power.
1: <laughs> I, which you I, know what uh, that's pretty so and um, Robert Sheehan, I mean out of all the characters and all the actors on it he is far and away my Favorite so person, well, like, he and he
0: in number five, he and yes. Aiden yeah, Gallagher. Yeah, so you tough know for what? Me. Yeah, it's especially those dynamic two. Yeah. yeah,
1: like yeah. like Aiden Gallagher. So many times I have forgotten that he's a teenager, yeah. or it, maybe in his low. Now, I okay, think. I was like, or maybe in his lower twenties, but it was like he's still young. Like this dude has. There's at no point did I think of him as a teenager. Yep. Yeah. Like there was no point, and so just the fact he's just like, he's a short adult, and so it was just amazing. Like the actors, like all of them are there's great, but those good, two, yeah far and above everyone so there, else. So
0: there's another guy you wonder, did he get did he get an Emmy nod either? Because we talked about Sadie Sink oh, not yeah, getting yeah, an Emmy yeah. nod. Did Aiden get one? Because again, I mean, he's playing an adult for the entire three seasons that he's been on that. And I'm wondering if he's getting, I mean, if he gets recognized for that. Because he's so good. He, like you said, Rev, you forget he's a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't look like there's anything at this yeah, point. They say hard. he deserves one, but It's hard nothing. to find
2: it because uh, the gal who plays Rumor, or Allison, her name is Emmy. So I'm having a hard time finding any information because... Hey, here's Emmy. Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, Oops. you're right. Oops.
1: Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll have to do a little bit of research, but they absolutely deserve it. But I don't know if they
0: actually did or anything like that. Yeah, it's too bad.
1: But you were talking about uh, series or shows that um, that you found that you really liked. And Vicky, now it's time for you to leave this room because we don't want to spoil Miss Marvel for you. Okay. Oh boy, and, so many
0: people are behind the times. Well, then again, I you know I don't have much time doing these days. Yeah, and I
1: and, have. Yes,
0: and so Vicky has a life. I don't.
1: I had to make sure and get to the finale of this one because. Because I have really loved this show. And part of it is... There's a couple of parts about this. As much as I've talked about generational trauma, this show does not have it. Like, like like well it does kamala, you, well, actually it does really it, you don't it, see that it is it did but it came to a good resolution for me like the fact that the family the family is there not because they're abusive yes um kamala khan's mother was very you know like like didn't let you know both parents didn't let her go and do things and was very kind of like controlling yeah. a lot on of that
0: shame in that family because of kamala's uh, great grandmother yes
1: but yeah. it was about love and it was that I didn't want to lose you and I didn't want to, you know. And so the fact that they came together and they were so welcoming to, uh, you know, other people outside of, you know outside of their religion outside of their ethnicity outside of everything when they're co- when they're in america like you know with like with bruno with uh, her older brother's wife like all of these things it's like no if you want to come into our circle we will gladly bring you in we're not pushing people away we're trying to bring you in a little bit too maybe a little too tight and you had to deal with that but it was it was one of those where it was it ended with positivity so it was really something that really made me feel good. And it was one of those shows where I was very happy. Every time I watched it, it was it was my eye bleach for shows like The Boys because of how brutal and how graphic that show was that I could watch something that was overly positive. Mm. And I feel like uh, the actress who played Kamala Khan, I don't have her name here, but... Oh, uh, that's, uh, yeah, Iman Vellani. Yes, she was so good, so charismatic in this show. And after episode five... Where we got the clandestines getting uh, I don't yeah, know like nuked z- or they, something yeah, like that. Maybe zip-ified. they went back home. They I don't know slap-ified. what happened. I don't think they're yeah. home.
0: They got statified. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I didn't really know what was going to happen. They got there. crumbled up is what they did. And I had to look up, and the showrunner was like, "Yeah, unfortunately, since it's a six episode, you know, six hour series." they didn't have a chance to really dwell or delve into that whole dynamic since it was really about Kamala Khan's story. Yeah. And so there was a little bit missing there. But by and large, being able to see what happened with episode six, it came to a, a very exciting conclusion, very Goonies-esque when it got down to it. But everybody was coming together. And that was the cool part. Everyone was supporting her uh in dealing with having to deal with you know the the department of damage control and the one rogue agent because even damage control wasn't even about you know yeah. stopping all of this stuff like it was a really interesting positive show and i really liked how it went
0: yeah, I I I think Iman Vellani and the cast really. I mean, the whole cast. Yeah, they really did such a great job. My favorite, as I said before, my favorite Halloween outfit is going to be what Yusuf wore. Uh, <laughs> the Hulk. I, the I, Hulk. Think, I think that I think that's her dad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Dad. Dad. Yeah. Hulk. Yeah. You know, with the with the Pakistani Dad Hulk shirt. I'm yeah. like I want that. Uh, that's going to be my new. <laughs> I, I can I can cosplay that. I can pull that off. And it was like one of these
1: things also where uh, it was fun. To be able to, and fun's kind of a weird word at this, but um, just to learn about history that I was not aware of. I didn't know yeah. about the partition. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know exactly how Pakistan was broken off from India. So it was able to kind of be able to see all that and understand a little bit about the world that I didn't know about. And so being able to learn about all of that, being able to see Kamala go back in time—sorry, Joe—and uh, uh, deal with that—it was a good way for that to all make sense. It makes sense in the show. Joe's rolling his eyes, and I yeah, understand with that. But it was like it's—it was just able to bring it out. There wasn't like even like the baddies weren't necessarily like necessary or even, like, the huge overarching theme. It was about her coming into her powder powers, very street-level, very Spider-Man-esque. And it was—I liked it. I and liked the, it a well, lot. And the
0: powers of a djinn. I mean, you're opening up a lot of amazing doors with that lore that can be explored if they want to do a season two. Uh, well, and yeah. that
1: was something interesting I read, too, because um, they— like they were considered as jin but they were other dimensional entities exactly so yeah. it'll be kind of interesting to see where they go with that but i mean even at that point it's it's not a jin thing because did the line yeah, with that, Bruno said at the yeah. end, and that was the one thing, and that's the one thing I really kind of hope that people will watch it as the show and not just latch on to the last, you know, five minutes of the show, which brought some huge massive revelations that there is a quote unquote mutation in her genes, right. which is why her family doesn't have the powers that she does. And so to that aspect, and then what we saw in the mid credit scene as well. Yes, Yes, and in the comic books, Kamala Khan, when she first learns her powers, she makes herself look like Captain Marvel. So a lot of people assume that oh, she bamfed herself as Captain Marvel. No, she traded places with Captain Marvel at the end. So it is Captain Marvel that ends up in Kamala Khan's (laughs) closet, seeing all of this fan like just fandom for her, and she's like oh no, and then runs off. Like, those are going to be the two things that are big that apparently mutants are in. Yeah. Like, mutants have been around in and, and some sort of aspect, so that's oh, kind of how— I forgot how, about
0: how big that was with the MCU. You're right. Oh, I totally is how, missed that.
1: This is how mutants are coming into the MCU. This is the biggest revelation that comes for, you know, further reaching stuff, which, again, is another problem with, like, if you look at any Marvel property at this point. We're in Phase 4 right now. We're not going to get a big thing until Phase 6, So each of these are leading up to that. I don't know if people are going to have the patience to wait 10 years for another big event. Probably not. But that's what they're going for, and Kevin Feige has his plans. I'm gonna and be, I'm gonna be most people old,
0: don't. I'm gonna be an old man by then. I don't know, Kevin. Well, that's you're gonna have to deal with that. Apparently, uh, uh, yeah. That's I mean, jeez, <laughs> like, really? I'm gonna be an old man. You, I hope I'm around. Yeah, and well, I I hope you'll be around too. I know, but that's, asking, got, that's asking a lot on
1: me. You got to stick around just so you can finish the next one, because I'm pretty sure that they're gonna end. You know, get to phase six with Secret Wars. Like Ooh, that's gonna be the big one because uh, uh, there it's leading towards that.
0: Oh man! And so
1: bye. we're gonna and we're definitely gonna be getting mutants uh, in the future. Uh, we don't bye. know how if it's gonna be anything coming up, but
0: well, here's the question: Will Joe like any of it? Uh, uh, Joey D's. I don't hey. know. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if necessarily you'll be down for Miss Marvel. But, no, I haven't purposely stayed
1: away. because yeah, it's, it's like not my lane. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that, but at that same point, like it it doesn't seem. As um, as necessary that I felt that shows like uh, shows like WandaVision or Loki, which have big implications, at least at this point in time, Hawkeye was a little less in that sort of aspect so i kind of felt that this is more along the lines of that and you get into that street level stuff they're setting up like young avengers and things like that and whether they call them that or not we have no idea but these are the characters that are in that aspect so it'll be interesting to see where we get from that um and leading into you know five and six and stuff like that but is it necessary viewing no is it nice eye bleach absolutely like, it's one of those ones where I felt great watching it, and I know, BJ, you and I had talked where you were sad after episode five that you weren't going to see Miss Marvel in her full costume. Oh,
0: I was so happy. And then you, I was like, BJ, you just need to wait till the last episode. They're going to do it. And I was, it, and I it was came hoping, through. It came through. And actually, the way they did it was really it was right? awesome.
1: And yeah. that was the cool part, too. And again, it goes back into the family part. Like, positive family. Like, even at the end, everyone, like, the whole family knows that she's, you know, Miss Marvel. But they're mostly okay with it. She's yeah. still got to do her homework, but they're still mostly okay with what's going to go down.
0: And it's been, and it, and it was a while, but we, we, she was treated pretty badly by mom. And mom mm-hmm. basically dismissed all of the stuff and, and the gossip with the aunties about her great grandmother. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about generational trauma, they did resolve it nicely, but it, took, it really took them going back home, sorting it out, visiting the grandmother, and, and then really going, yeah. hey, here's the truth. Which is, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's what's good about generational trauma stories. Can we get to the truth and not the rumor, the gossip, and whatever? That was the underlying factor that they, of course, you know, basically weave the superpower mm-hmm. connection into. But that I really liked. And so when you said you liked the resolution of this generational trauma, yes, as opposed yes. to just this generational constant, trauma and it yeah. doesn't get resolved in a nice way. I liked how they did it because it's all about the truth, and the truth was that no, she wasn't a bad person at all. Your great grandmother actually saved the world mm-hmm. by doing what she did, even though she's basically considered the biggest piece of crap within the culture. Absolutely, yeah. So I thought, yeah, this is this was a good message.
1: Yeah, and so by and large, really loved it. Uh, I feel that this is one of those ones that if you've got if you got kids. It's, it's definitely worthwhile for the kids. I mean, a little, you know, action-y, violent-y, so you know, we'll watch it beforehand. Yeah, I'm yeah, not a parent, so Not I'm too, too bad. Me. Yeah. Um, but uh, I really did love it. Uh, now we got to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicki B. All right, Vicki, it's Wednesday. I don't know what that means, other than Joe usually Where? says something. Yeah, there
2: we go. Wee! <laughs> uh, I mean, we did just talk about the Umbrella Academy, but I got more Umbrella Academy because it's one of my faves.
1: Okay, did, uh, have you confirmed that they're coming back for season four? No. Oh, okay, fine.
0: Well. Oh. Uh, but I did find interesting
2: <laughs> fan theories about the Umbrella Academy that, you know, once you read them, you can't stop thinking about them. Uh-oh. So one of them, I think we actually talked about this fan theory a while back for in last season. But the too-long-didn't-read is uh, that Diego subconsciously uses his power to redirect bullets away from himself and his siblings. Because mm-hmm. you only think of him as really just the knife-throwing guy. Yeah. Like, he has perfect aim, but it's not so much that. He's just able to, like, direct objects. And we saw that at the end of season two, when all those bullets come, he was able to, like, stop them and move them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, so all the examples of blatant terrible marksmanship by villains in the Umbrella Academy are actually Diego subconsciously using the application of his powers he discovers in season 2 to redirect bullets away from himself and his siblings.
1: And as we've seen a lot of these characters and I haven't gone back and watched the uh, the the old stuff yet, but uh, uh you know the older seasons but it, everybody is getting upgrades to their powers yes. as it's been going around, and so to some, to some epic, um, to some epic reasonings. But just the fact that that would be happening subconsciously, and then now he's able to tap into it at the end mm-hmm. of season two—that makes a lot of sense.
2: And the fact, like, it, maybe that's something to do in Star Wars too. Maybe stormtroopers have impeccable aim, but you know, the Force—the
1: Force is just like not today. Subconsciously
2: using the Force. I mean, it's like, how
1: the hell do you get through like Stormtrooper Academy? having that bad of shooting. Yes. Or aim, or like any of
0: that. Well, I do remember that Hargreaves once said to Klaus, you are not living up to your potential. Uh And I think that could be said for all the children. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That
2: leads us into the next one. So we saw in season three, obviously, when Reginald is hanging out with uh, Klaus, so original Timeline Klaus and current Timeline Reginald. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, They were talking about how old, like, Old Reginald, I guess, the one that died, Mm -hmm. failed to nurture his children's gifts, instead taught them to feel powerless. Whether the sentiment was genuine or not, the observation is accurate. So the original timeline Reginald's parenting methods were so counterproductive to raising powerful, well-adjusted children, it was willful. He did that on purpose. So this person believes that the original timeline Reginald conditioned Allison specifically to believe that she needed to say, I heard a rumor in childhood to keep her down and mm-hmm. it's been presented as a power honing device but these are the conditions in which she did sh- like she didn't really need to say it we found out with the whole harlan victor training she didn't have to say it, i heard a rumor
1: it reminds me a lot of thor and being like when he was talking with his mother and it was the i think it was in one of the avengers like maybe infinity war end uh, game end game end game when it was just like you didn't need you don't need the hammer. The hammer is
0: not the thing. It's just, it's it's within you all along. Right. Like that sort of thing. And it makes sense because he, he, he did not have a victor in the alternative timeline. And that means he didn't have somebody that he had to keep down. Mm-hmm. So the whole keep yeah. down mentality, I believe, wasn't just about him trying to be, like, be mean to the kids. I think he started off going, oh my God, if I don't control victor... If I don't keep this person down and keep them powerless, they'll destroy the world. And I think that bled out to all the children, where yeah. he didn't have yeah. a victor with the alternate trial, So mm. therefore, he didn't have that keep the kid powerless. So I don't think it's so much he was trying to do that as a mean guy. I think it was the victor effect. And it was right. fear.
1: It was fear. Like, it was really a fear and the, thing. Uh, yeah, and the, yeah mm. the, fear,
0: the fear of Vanya and Vanya-Victor being what the, what they were going to be. Straight up, yeah. Yeah. And I think that bled out to why that whole... And he knew that. He knew he failed. When he met five, he could at least, he knew then in season two, okay, I effed up. Whatever I did to you people, that's not gonna work for my master plan, which yeah. is why he decided. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting that he went and got everybody he didn't get any of those kids except Ben, which
2: But he didn't know about Ben.
0: That he didn't know about Ben, so yep. he took Ben. Exactly. Yeah, he was like, I am not gonna make that mistake, I'm gonna take any of these kids, not realizing right. that Ben was one of them. Yeah. And the
2: thing is with I Heard a Rumor, it is a we've learned it's a liability in the first season when um Victor slices her throat or slits her throat with the mm-hmm. uh the violin bow, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, so when they, when she says, "I heard a rumor," her dad, could, like anybody, could shut it well, down, cover and, their ears. That is the, like, uh, the condition.
0: And we did have a little bit. If I'm not mistaken, we did have a little preview that you don't need that power to say it, because uh, the mimic girl was the one that finished her sentence. I, I can't remember her name, the, the Diego's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And I the keep saying the Sloan, power. but that's not Sloan. Yeah, a... I can't remember her name, I'm sorry. Not Katie. Uh, but uh, that woman, because if you remember the first time that rumor tried to rumor her, she mm-hmm. said, I heard a rumor, and she said, blah, blah, Lila. blah. Lila, Lila. Lila, Lila. Yeah. Lila finished the sentence and rumored rumor without mm-hmm. having to say, I heard a rumor herself. Mm-hmm. So you saw that. Interesting, hey, yeah. And she knows how to mimic power, so she's like, I don't need to say I heard a rumor, I'm going to finish it for you. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, so that kind of a thing, like once. Uh, so obviously, Victor's childhood habit of nanny manslaughter would be a good motivation <laughs> to keep those powers down. Yeah. Nanny Allison's nanny powers, purely auditory hearing. I heard a rumor would certainly give him time to activate some sort of earplugs or whatever f- to keep this child yes. conditioned, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like anything from you know worrying about them, rumoring to you, e- rum- rumoring you to death. Over candy or some crap. Oh gosh, yeah, right. Yeah, it
0: is interesting that Hargreaves, in his death, was the only time he could actually tell the kids, "You're not really living with your full attention," only because he's dead. Maybe he realized, "Hey, now I can't worry about it anymore. (laughs) I can help you out, brother." And
2: eventually, the original Ben died. Five disappeared. Victor was depowered, and then there were four left. You need seven for the platform, so there was never incentive for to get her over that conditioning at that point. Mm There's no point.
0: Yeah, yeah, he blew it, and you know, it's like interesting that. You know why did he kill him do we really even know do I'm see I'm I'm, I'm continuing binge watching so I'm I will see maybe at the end of uh, episode I should say season one why did he take his own life or or have his life taken in season one was he just done because he couldn't do his master plan because he screwed up you know that's interesting yeah yeah
2: so this is interesting this is because I mean again we're talking about the fan theories here. They all have a different number as well as names, and I always assumed that the number order was, like, who's, like, number one in charge, who's, like, the co-captain, basically, right? Oh, I
1: figured it was because of the ones they found. Oh, like, in like order? Yeah, like, he, was, he found number one first. That's what I always thought. Yeah, well, and then it just then, turns out number one just is going to be the leader because it was the first one found.
2: Well, like, I always just assumed, it's like, hey, I'm number one, like, they made such a big deal of it in the first season, like, at least with Luther and Diego, right. like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, but even in this last season, we saw that with Ben and his family, like, no, I'm number one now. Like I'm now I'm yeah. going to be number one. So it's kind of yeah, a status I don't think, thing too. I
0: don't think Ben was number two. Yeah, I, I don't think he was number two. You know, now I have to go back and watch how the original, how they
2: all... original timeline, Ben or new Ben,
0: new Ben. Like I want to see, no. like, I want to see how they were introduced oh, because you okay, think it would yeah. fall to the next person in line uh, right. after their number one died. And yet, uh, and didn't to, happen. They
2: didn't. Think he kind of they alluded when they were fighting with him. Like the sister was like, "Hey, you were number he one." He was why? A number
0: one for a little bit. Yeah, and but he got pushed back. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it isn't just chron- chronological as far as when they were found.
2: But hmm. I thought, you know, maybe it has to do with leadership. But it's this fan theory thinks that the number order is based on the level of difficulties. Hardgreaves would have harnessing their powers. Oh. So it's like, I believe the kid's number order is based on the level of difficulty. Hargreaves himself would have harnessing each of their individual unique skills or powers. He harnessed their power by studying them, cracking the code of their own individual optimal method of utilization of their powers, and then fully training them based on what he learned. So number one, Luther, super strength, their ability, pretty easy to understand, predict and control. Two, Diego can curve anything. He throws a little bit more abstract. Oh,
0: so ascends and makes it harder.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, yeah,
0: the higher oh. the
1: number. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, that would, it's, yeah. It's, and it would be just like his own numbering system for himself. Right, yeah. like,
2: I mean, it's more abstract than Luther's, but... Still pretty simple. Allison verbal control definitely complicated in terms of emotional manipulation. But the A to B of her skill power is pretty straightforward. So Hargreaves would ha- not have to do a ton of research observation or observation to crack that code. Especially if the other fan theory is correct with the "I heard a rumor" mm-hmm. line. Klaus ca- conjuring the deceased extremely metaphysically complicated. However, the actual impact on the physical reality they exist in is minimal. Yeah. Plus, you know, started that way,
1: yeah. Yeah, five <laughs> time
2: and space travel. Yes, complicated and hard to teach and control. But Hargreaves seems to be from some sort of advanced civilization that has a much better grasp on physics and than we do here on Earth right now. So it makes sense that he's still pretty comfortable with directing, guiding, and teaching five until you know he just. See, I,
1: see, I would just see that though because six would be Ben. And Ben was, Ben was just his, the tentacle chest. His
2: uh, abdomen opens a portal to another dimension in which yeah, beasts I guess reside. Yeah, I guess
1: it's a whole other dimension yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that, okay, that vibes then.
2: So this is complicated for a couple of reasons. Emotionally, how do you teach a demure, innately sweet kid to embrace the fact that violent, otherworldly tentacles are an inherent part of his own existence? <laughs> Physically, the Fair. relationship between Ben's physical bo- body and his ability to host and control these beasts is probably complicated and volatile. And metaphysically, Hargreaves may be a genius from another planet, but it can't be easy for him to fully understand what this other dimension Ben has access to is all about, right? Mm -hmm. And then finally, Victor just coming down to the core of their being, personality, spirit, all that stuff. And that
1: destructive nature of Victor's power is just kind of crazy
0: on that. Yeah, really.
2: Not being able to control. And he's like, yeah, I know. And, you know,
1: blowing up the moon and, you know, know, basically uh, destroying the, uh, what... So that. the universe uh, mm. three different times or at least blew up the planet twice. So, yes,
2: problems, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if you guys have any fan theories, let me know. I, I love fan theories so yeah, much. Yeah, absolutely. I'll post this whole list. There's a few more on here. So let me know. And until next time, stay nerdy.